Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Hello, 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 everyone. It's Vita Girl Economist coming to you live on this edition of Markets and Mayhem. And what a day of market and mayhem. Bank failures, FOMC, uh, financial uncertainty. I mean, it's a great time to be alive. I mean, it's great. Every week there's a bank failure, and it's just another week. We don't even care. It doesn't even register to us anymore because we're like a bunch of uh, – what is this? It's like the Stanford prison experiment, folks. We're just used to the abuse. At this point, we're all just used to the abuse. And with that being said, folks, check out algofactory.tech, algofactory.tech. The links are in the description box. If you want to stay, keep your head above the waters, so to speak, and you want to maximize the profit from the volatility, join Algo Factory, trade your job, upgrade your life. It Not, not only do you teach you how to trade, but we teach you how to build your own algorithms, which you, you know, it's like, it's like teaching a man to, to give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. Well, that's what we're doing over here, Algo Factory. And every day, Cowboy and myself are there every single day, 9 a.m. sharp. Join it. Make a positive difference in your life. There's very few opportunities out there for Americans to exploit. Algo Factory is one of them. And also, folks, support Rogue with FJ Balloons. Buy FJ Balloons. It is a collectible. It is something that is worth and has value to it. And um, it's pretty awesome for you to support us via fjballoons.xyz. The links are in the description box. Also, join the Discord. I will have the links in shortly. And also, Martin Seif will be joining us at 2 p.m. Martin Seif at 2 p.m. We might make that a Rumble exclusive. Okay, so we're working on it right now. We've just gotten streaming up and running on Rumble. 
Uh, so, you know, join us on Rumble. You might do a Rumble exclusive with Martin Seif. Uh, either way, you guys know it's going to be at 2 p.m. today. And with that being said, crypto cow person, I mean, algo cowboy. What's up, buddy? How are you? Dude, doing great. How about yourself? I am doing quite well, my friend. I cannot complain. I mean, I could complain, but who's going to listen? <laughs> oh, you know what? A lot of people listen to Jim Cramer. Oh, yeah. You know, now's a good time to buy. Uh, what's the next bank that's about to that's about to literally crap the bed at this point? It's uh, oh, yeah, First Horizon Bank. It's a good time, folks. Listen, I'm Jim Cramer, and I'm telling you right now, bye, bye, bye. First Horizon, it's a great investment. It's a great investment. <laughs> well, I mean, look, first of all, we'll start off by, as we usually point out, nothing that we say is investment advice. Do your own research. Consult a licensed investment advisor before risking your money on the markets because you can lose your money. All disclaimers aside, um, you know, yeah, we're being facetious with that. <laughs> Jim Cramer is really something. Listen, I actually had a... a you want to succeed in life? About- Listen to Dave Ramsey and Jim Cramer. You'll never lose. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, in that, um, in the uh, like vein of that, I just shared a screen. I mean, I don't know. Why people... <laughs> <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> look at this. This is look. It's dated five three twenty three. I didn't God. check his account. I don't. I mean, it's blue checked. I you know I didn't look on Twitter to make sure this is real. But look at this date. 11 a.m. <laughs> 520. <laughs> this guy. Well, I mean, I've talked about it. I've talked about it uh, on the uh, Discord. I've talked about it on the show. There is an anti, like Jim Cramer ETF. I think it's. Oh, I think it's out now. Or it's it is. Out. It, it's like whatever this ass. Whatever this asshole tells you, the ETF tells you to do the opposite. Well, and, you know, we've talked to, and I know Velas has, has talked about, you know, if you have more than a certain amount of listeners, if you're a media personality, then whatever you say is either okayed or even dictated. I'd venture to guess that the higher your listener amount goes, the more dictated your news is. Um, so look at this, though. This is Jim Cramer, what he said. And then look at the SPX, the SP500. The line is where Jim Cramer more or less said whatever he said. I'm assuming it was 11 EST, so it was probably closer to like you know, nine mind. my time. <laughs> yeah. So it was probably like right here where he said it. It's the most polished I've ever been. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like right, right into the, you know. So this guy, I'm telling you, I, I was talking to, and V, you know this story. I was talking to this like normie guy, and he's, he's a good buddy. He's a nice guy, but, you know, he drinks the Kool-Aid, man. Everything that the news says is like true with this guy and you know i told him i said you know the news is basically controlled by like large banking interest right because we talking about and it's like look and we were talking about uh something on hbo i've already forgotten what it is but it was something on hbo and and i'm like you know that's like funded they're, they're controlled by either like big banks or big farmer or something like that he goes nah, nah, nah. i said look hbo own and i had to map it out i had to explain it hbo owned by time order owned by at&t and then if you look at who owns that, it's a couple of individuals who have the larger stakes in it. And then it's BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. So, you know, you got Jim Cramer out there saying these things. He can't be that stupid. Nobody, y- y- you have to get it right at least half the time. I mean, if you're just a guy on the street flipping a coin, you're going to be right half the time, right? This guy gets it wrong so often people are literally betting against him and winning. Yeah, it's so <laughs> great. It's so great. Let's say I mean, I think they're just telling him to say stuff because he knows they, they know, OK, enough people will listen to him and do what he says to do. And that'll push people where you need to push them. That's so exactly here, here, it. Man. That has to be it. I mean, God almighty, unless unless he's really this dumb. Unless you if you're that dumb, why do you have that big of an audience? Does he of course, really we have, have our president is Joe Biden. So I don't you know, I guess I should. I mean, does he really that have that big of an audience? It's a question. Like, you know, how many? How, <laughs> who knows? It's pretty. Man. It's pretty bad, dude. Ugh. Pretty bad. Such the um, times we live in. So yeah, I mean, it's just look when you're uh, when you are a like major player, right? Say I don't know whatever the co- name the company, Black Rock Vanguard. You know, you can't just like exit a position, right? You, there's so much money. You know, if you were to take all of your money out of position, you would either tank it, or if you were to exit a short, you'd 
push things upward because of the liquidity problem. There's not enough liquidity to fill your orders, right? right? So when you need, let's just say that you need to exit a position, like a, a spot position. You need to sell stocks, right? Well, if you sell it all at once, then you crush the price and then you will be selling it even deeper and you'll be at a loss and you pushed it down yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing about it. You need exit liquidity. You need people to buy your sell orders. So you got a guy like Kramer. I'm, I'm only assuming this is the case. I don't know this for sure. I'm just guessing. Kramer says, buy, buy, buy. And a bunch of people buy. You know, the Backstreet Boys say, buy, buy, buy. I think I should take more investment advice from the Backstreet Boys than I should from Jim Kramer. So basically, everybody's buying while these big, while the smart money is selling. Like that's what's going on. So he's creating, this is what I think. He's creating the, the, the exit liquidity for the big players. Okay. So, um, you know, if you, if you want to go ahead and trust the mainstream, go for it. Oh, you know what it was, uh, with that, with my buddy, it was, uh, John Oliver talking about Bitcoin and I'm like, what was he, did he, was it positive? Was it negative? And they basically, it was a negative look. I'm like, well, of course it's a negative look. You know, a Bitcoin is competition for all these, you know, large players who are, you know, they want people to put their money into their ETFs, into their stocks, into whatever. They don't want it going into Bitcoin, right? So, of course, he's going to down talk Bitcoin, which means it's probably a massive buy signal. Um, so that was the that's what started that conversation. Um, so, yeah, we, we've had a big week uh, to kind of get into it. We have um, actually here is somebody trying to use Jim Cramer's data to dissect yeah. and trade the market i got it on video if you want to see it yeah sure all right here it is bill this just is said right the here. inverse cramer etf is the s gym <laughs> so this is somebody trying to use jim cramer's information to dissect the market here it goes this is what happens to their account blow up their account <laughs> brilliant brilliant and this oh, is putting man. your money into actually no what, what this is <laughs> this is the supposed uh soft landing that we're gonna see based on oh yeah we're gonna have a soft landing everybody don't worry it's a soft landing <laughs> every week gonna... multi-billion dollar bank failures every week yeah these are the banks experiencing a soft landing here we okay. go <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's, that's the soft landing. This is the soft landing that's for the first banks. republic. <laughs> that's first oh, horizon. Oh, oh, there goes SVB. There goes SVB. <laughs> oh wait! Oh, oh, there goes your regional nope, bank. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there's, Russia there's, and China come down at the end. The bricks come down to save them at the end. Uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this person's probably getting hurt. We shouldn't laugh. We should no, laugh this, this is great. <laughs> Yo, keep playing this. I have the perfect music for this, man. I got the perfect Here comes Russia music and China. Okay, Russia and China with the red hat saved the day. They stopped the escalator. Play, play, that, play it one more time, man. Play it one All more right, time. All right, here goes. Wait, I have to mute this. Yeah, mute it, mute it, mute it. Because, you know, if that's... Uh... Ready for your uh, your soundtrack. Go for it. Oh, this poor person. Oh, she probably got really God. badly injured. That's, probably. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> holding on. Oh, what the hell, lady? Come on. Just roll. Yeah, just sit down. Just sit just... down, oh. man. Oh. God damn. Wow, this is just brilliant. It's that's just pretty brilliant. bad. That, 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 that's, that's basically the American banking sector. The banking industry. <laughs> the banking industry is sound. Remember, Powell and uh, Yellen told us, man, the banking industry is sound. <laughs> well, yeah, and this is what happens if you have your money in you know, any bank that's not probably uh, a major bank or outside of the banking system anyway. This is you and what happens to your money during the soft landing. Here it goes. You got your money. You're pulling it into the, uh, to the old bank here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll leave my deposit, my safety deposit box. Everything's good. Man, good out we go. Kramer. <laughs> That's that Dave Ramsey advice right there. <laughs> Just right, keep so. your money in the markets, folks. It's all a cycle. Just keep everything in the market. Yeah, that's that's bad news right there. So, um, well, I've got some good stuff today. Actually, Vela's gave me a couple of really good links I want to look at today. Um, however, you know, V, I know, I know that in our Algo Factory room, we shared some some kind of deeper secret sauce that oh, yeah. uh, you know. I, I don't know how much of that you're willing to share here. I know you had kind you, of some can't, information. Can't share it here. Can't share it here. Can't share. Okay. All right. Can't share it here. Well. All right. Well, well, I guess that's it. So that's enough of that. Um, one thing I'll talk about is, and I've been I'll saying share it this on maybe quite... on a future date, but not right now, not here, not today. Okay. Not today. We'll share it after. Okay. So, um, it's one of those things where the people who get the information first are able to do their own research and make their own decision, but then they have more time to make that decision. So that's it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> this is interesting. I've been telling people for a long time that commercial real estate is probably going to be the fuse, uh, to the bomb that is our quote unquote soft landing that we just saw on that oh. elevator and the escalator. Um, look at the size. If you can see it down here on the blue half on the left, kind of, it's a little more than half. What we're looking at first of all is the assets and liabilities of us banks, right? And liabilities are you're on the right hand side, their deposits. These are, I mean, a simple way to talk about liabilities are monies that you might have to give back to somebody, right? They're not, it's, it's stuff that you're on the hook for, right? An asset is going to be like an investment, um, something that is supposed to be giving you a form of yield, right? So some assets like are like banks have cash assets, which, you know, cash has been okay for the last year or two to be in. Um, loans, you know, when a bank makes a loan, they make, or when the bank originates a loan, they get interest on that. Uh, there are a lot of this is loans. There's treasuries, there's securities, there's trading assets that, you know, also yield, but a key piece of this. And if you look at it, it looks to be about 15 to 20% of the asset side of things. Um, that's commercial real estate loans, 2.8 billion, right? Yep. Yep. So this is about 10%. It's over 10%. Assets are 2.3 trillion. So, you know, what is this? Not 2.8 billion. Forgive me. What two eight nine zero B two thousand billion? Yeah, that's, that's two not, trillion. Yeah, that's right. That's two thousand billion. So it's yeah. almost three thousand billion, which is three trillion, two point eight trillion. Um, so you're looking at well over ten percent, probably because of a fifteen percent of their assets. So when that P, it, it, most of these banks or even non banks, uh, if you want to look at non banks, are the same sort of scenario. But most of these banks are going to want to have more or less assets and liabilities being at not a 50-50, but close to it. They want to have a balance, right? And it, obviously the assets are outweighing the liabilities so they can make uh, a, their yield can go ahead and cover liabilities that way. If the liabilities were to go somewhere, the banks are still going to be solvent. Um, so you're looking at what is at least on the surface, a solvent situation. We know in reality, um, a lot of these numbers are also ginned up. So this solvency is probably not I mean, it's only as real as people believe it is. But once even the fake solvency, pretending that it's fake right now, because maybe it is, maybe it's not, we can't say for sure. But right here, if this disappears and 15% of the assets go away, then actually the assets now will, even on the numbers we're given as the public, those assets will be outweighed by liabilities. And that's no bueno on a bank. That's true insolvency. That's insolvency on paper. Right. So what's the one way to fix this? If that goes bad, V, what will happen? What was the, what's the only tool that our money masters have to fix this problem? Money. Printer go burr. Now here's the thing. All this money gets lit on fire when you raise rates. And what have we been doing for the past, I don't know, year? We've been creating raising inferno. Rates. Yeah, we've been raising rates. Yeah. So all this money. Okay, so here's the thing. These banks, after we've talked about this before, but a brief review of what happened after the GFC, Great Financial Crisis. Banks were given um, basically treasuries, right? Uh, promises on future money, you know, 30-year notes, things like that. 
And of course, those will be worth face value at maturity in 30 years. However, when the rates are low, basically what happens is those notes, when the rates go up, the new notes issued are worth a lot more. And the new notes issued cause the old notes to be worth a lot less. And the majority of those notes were passed out after the GFC to basically show up a lot of these banks. And so once the rates went up and new notes got issued, those prior notes that were showing shoring up all the banks, those eroded. And therefore, that shoring up has now has a lot of leaks. And this is why you're seeing these banks kind of, you know, go under uh, miraculously one at a time. They're calling it a controlled. Well, OK, the people who are theorizing at what's really going on are calling it a controlled demolition, right? Um, and Vels and I were talking in the background, and this is something uh, I know Vels doesn't have a show. So tomorrow, so I'm going to go ahead and use his words um, or at least his concept. Look, in America, we have the Sherman Antitrust Act, right? So vertical integration is something that, you know, or I'm sorry, horizontal integration is something that is really, you know, in essence, illegal. If you buy out all of your competition, right, you're now a monopoly, so banks in particular are not allowed to just buy up all their competition. This is why we have regional banks, credit unions, stuff like that. Well, what do we see and fall apart now? What are being forced into insolvency because of what I just talked about? It's the smaller banks. Yep. So the situation is being created where the large banks are being forced to buy the smaller banks. So in essence, it's a legalized version of a creation of monopoly. So they can't say, what's that? It's 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 what I said before. It's it's cartelism. This way oh, you get around all that Sherman antitrust nonsense, and you'll just have your your four or five. It's all it's always in every single sector of the of, of, of the economy in this country, in every sector of the economy in this country, it's it's three or four companies that control it all. Look at telecom, three or four companies. Look at media, three or four companies. Look at automotive, three or four companies. Look at technology, three or four companies. Look at Silicon Valley, three or four companies. Same thing is going to happen in banks, three or four companies. Everywhere you look, it's cartelism. That's how you do it. That's a fact. So, yeah, cartelism, oligopoly is another way. So you've heard yep. the term oligarch? Yep. You've heard the term monarch. Well, monarchy is obviously like one person rules it all. An oligopoly is a Sounds group Sounds like of a people. bunch of malarkey. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Come, Come on, on man. Jack. Come on, man. Give me some ice cream. Where's the bathroom? So <laughs> let me shake hands with the air. I wipe my butt. Um, <laughs> so, oh, it's the Pope. I got a shit. Um, so basically, yeah, that's what we're seeing, right? So another interesting thing, though, to move on from this discussion, I think we've talked about that. Um, another one that, because this is a great, I know Velis likes this website. It's a really good website. It's oftentimes relatively unbiased, which is <clears throat> when you're trying to educate people who, you know, are still stuck in the matrix. Uh, using data without a political bias really helps. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm tired of even trying with these people, but I just, I can't help it with people that I care about. All right. So this is commodities versus equity valuations. Okay. So what are we talking about here? Well, we have talked about enough times on this show where we believe that the next form of money is going to be something that is backed at least in part by commodities. And the reality is that what is wealth? What really is wealth? Um, I have an uncle who wrote a book about it. It's really simple. You have a guy who can take $10 worth of wood and make a $100 chair. And then the guy who didn't have a chair can take some money and buy it. And to him, that chair is worth $100. And to the guy who made the chair, he made $90. This is a mutually beneficial exchange. This is how wealth is created. Generally, it's going to be done through manufacturing of taking $100 in, in, product, in uh, raw material and then we churn it into $1,000 in product. And then the, whoever has money can buy that product. And now they have that product. So they're wealthier because they made a volitional exchange. They chose to buy it. Nobody forced them to buy it. Nobody set the price. One person made and sold the product. The other person bought the product. And both win. That's wealth. That's what wealth is. And so in the end, if you are making products, then you're creating wealth. And we are, yeah, sure, we still manufacture here in this country. But the problem is that the there are there is a third party player in there who kind of 
will manipulate the price, will manipulate who buys it, will force people to buy the product, will, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's a, there's a loss to society when you have a third party and they're either price fixing or force buying or keeping other people from buying. And that's, you know, the big G. That's the big government doing that. So in the meantime, you know, any country that is manufacturing something is creating wealth. And there may be a loss to society at some point, but at least they're still creating wealth, right? Making something other people want to buy. Well, in the end, commodities are the base that go into that manufacturing. Okay. So you have commodities themselves, and then you have the manufacturing. And I believe that a portion of the next type of money that will be created is going to be the commodity itself. And the rest of the money will be based on who's producing what. So if your country is actually producing wealth through price mechanism being sold, then that co- that country will gain wealth in the form of money by producing and selling that wealth. We will be going back to that kind of place, to that kind of economy. Now, you know, when, when all this fake economy falls apart. So what's interesting about that, for that precept, everything I just talked about, what I'm establishing here is that the commodities themselves being a new, a part of the money again, because right now they're really not. Um, when they are again part of that money, we're going to see the commodity price rise, probably. Right? Again, not investment advice. We don't know the future. Blah blah blah. But look at history. You know, 1970, before the dollar was taken off the gold standard, you know, gold was kind of stuck at a certain price. But as soon as that happened and the oil embargo took place, oil became more valuable. Gold became a lot more valuable, and you had a spike. And then we have in the tech bubble, right? So from say the early 90s all the way through the early 2000s, we had the fake economy run up, we had, you know, interest rates get cut and all the stocks and, you know, real estate and all that stuff was was doing great and then that broke because it's fake and when that broke, your metals and everything started to move up and of course after the great financial crisis, we had a massive uh, rise up in value of commodities. And then We've had, ever since then, massive money printing, fake economy took over. And right now, compared to the past, we are now lower since 1970 in commodity value than we've ever been. And in the world of charting and waves and you know just the way that things tend to go, when you see an extreme, prepare for the opposite extreme in the, in the future. And it seems that this commodity cycle lasts from maybe five to 10 years. I mean, according to this, you know, mid 80s to early 90s, 2000 to 2010. So anywhere from five to 10 years from now, and I think it might happen quickly because of the way things have gone, commodity prices may actually um, really take a hard, hard move up. Uh, You know, we don't know how quickly it's going to happen. Truth told, we don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, but one of the clues is that we see these banks falling apart. We see a large consolidation in our country of power right now. And as that continues, in my opinion, and V, you can give your opinion on my opinion, um, this consolidation of power, buying out of the banks, middle-class being eviscerated, um, you know, clamping down on people uh, legally, lots of stuff like that. They're battening down the hatches for the storm. And when the storm happens, the fake economy is going to get kind of drained out. And when the fake economy gets drained out, the only thing that's going to be left is the real economy. And the most tangible thing we have in the real economy is going to be commodities. Correct. Right? Yep. So, I mean, what you know, let, <clears throat> give us the gorilla treatment on that and tell me if I'm way off or if I'm at least close to right. No, that's absolutely it. Like I've said before, and I've detailed this for quite some time, there is a, a a conflict that is occurring in this country. You have the Davos crowd, you have the Wall Street crowd. Uh, the two are like oil and water. Uh, there's no good guys and bad guys here, folks. This is you know, this is not a Marvel, um, you know, comics movie over here. It's not. It's you have interests, and the interests in uh, in the Wall Street crowd kind of aligns with us. Now they understand that the paper markets are coming apart. They know the dollar's done. Okay, Um, they know right now it's a slow bleed and it can accelerate very quickly because everything right now at this point is not a is not a time driven event. It is event driven events. Okay, so based on how the events play out in the world, uh, the dollar collapse could be here sooner rather than later. Okay, that being said, they understand that the 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 horizon of what's being discussed and right now the biggest discussion is what is occurring within the multipolar world 
and how the multipolar countries want to settle trade. And this is where I get into a lot of arguments with, uh, with guys who are monetarists who think that it's all about currency, which is a Western concept. It's a Western concept that doesn't apply to the Eastern thinking. In the East, it's about physical production. So, you know, I mentioned a little bit of, of this detail in the Algo Factory this morning. Uh, within the Algo Factory lab, so a lot of people that were in the lab got to hear the full brunt and detail of it. Uh, but I'll we're on there little... live every single day, me yep. and V. So I'll give you a um, uh, a little tidbit here. What the BRICS are working on is not currency. If you're looking at it from, oh, what currency is going to replace the dollar? You got it all wrong, man. You got it ass backwards. Okay. What is being worked on right now, and is being worked on diligently. There's a lot of powerful people involved, some of the most brilliant minds, and they are working very hard and very diligently on this complex issue, how to how to settle trade amongst nations of various economic prowess and capabilities, right, and how to settle in this multi-currency environment. And the hint I will tell you, it is a combination, okay, of, 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 of the digital asset world, okay, and the precious metal world, creating a hybridized trade settlement vehicle. That's what's going to happen in order to settle trade abroad, internationally, and uh, and amongst the nations of varying economic capability with varying currencies. And it's all going to be based, again, uh, this is the only way you can handle the varying different types of, of physical production capabilities and economic uh, power of each country. The only way to do it is to come to something that has been a bulwark for human economic development for the last 6,000 years, and that is gold. And then coupling that with a digital vehicle in order to transact and settle trade very quickly. The, the, the rudiments, the details, all that stuff is being worked on as we speak. See, there you have it. It's right there before your eyes. No, the bricks are not part of the banking cartel. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So that's that's what's being worked on right now. So um this is why the the hand the, the, the smart guys in Wall Street understand the handwriting's on the wall when it comes to the US dollar and the US in general. So the US is sitting on a great deal of commodity wealth that is in this country. And in order for us look, two things could happen in the US, right? If if Davos has its way, you're you're looking at a next generation neo-feudalistic outpost, which nobody wants to be here at that point. Uh, but after the other side of the collapse, if the quote-unquote good guys, because you know we everybody has a binary way of thinking, if the good guys win, so to speak, or the interests that align with us, then we will have, you know, we, we could we'll have a, a, a an economy that will be based on physical production and will be part of the multipolar world. And we'll probably rescind back into being a regional power. Uh, to what capacity? I don't know. I think you know, if the next uh, after the collapse, I think the next 20, 25 years after the collapse, I think the United States will resemble very closely Argentina. So that's uh, that's where we're at. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, but if the you know if we have an international monetary system that is based on production, not on say fiat currency, then <clears throat> being Argentina is not so bad. You got plenty of mineral wealth. You yeah. can produce things. Well, the whole uh, thing is, we, we just need to. The only way. We have to reindustrialize, and the only way for us as a country to reindustrialize, we can't do it ourselves because we we screwed it, we you know blew off our head to spite our nose. The only way we're going to reindustrialize, we, we deals have to be made with the multi multipolar world. Deals have to be made with the Russians. Deals have to be made with the Chinese, and the Russians, the Chinese, uh, any other, any other industrial power has to come into the, the United States and work with the local companies here in the United States to reindustrialize us. Otherwise, there's no hope. Go ahead, Kevin. No, no, that's that's it. I mean, it's <clears throat> I don't know, I, you know, from what we've talked about, we're in kind of a uh, a better the devil, you know, situation, you know, where there's always going to be somebody telling us cattle what to do. Right. You know, yeah, we're cattle. I'm sorry. Like the only difference between us and like, you know, the cattle that we usually kind of make fun of is that we know we're cattle <laughs> like <laughs> So, you know, we, we can at least put ourselves last in line or we could be bulls and jump the fence, whatever, do whatever makes you feel happy. But basically, you know, to these people, we're peons, we'll always be peons. But do you want to be peons under the Davos transhumanist, uh, you know, Malthusian 
look or do you want to be uh, cattle underneath a more localized, more similar interest look? And I think this is, it may be a choice that people have to make en masse. I don't know if we're going to have the choice. Um, you know, I, I think there are so many things we could talk about what the future looks like. Is it going to be some, uh, you know, balkanization, things like that. So anyway, it's just, there's a lot to think about, but to keep it really simple, um, you know, if I'm going to collect assets, it's going to be assets that are more on the commodity side of things and it's going to be physical. So obviously I'm not going to have barrels of oil in my backyard. You know I mean? I like to, you know, keep uh, precious metals, things like that. And, uh, you know, if you are like me and you have family in that business, you don't even have to vault it at your house. You can have a family vault to which you have access. That's, you know, um, you can keep a little in the house if you want to, uh, you know, so those are just, that's what I do. Do your own diligence, do your own uh, research. So we'll move on. Um, we'll go to uh, first horizon. We were just talking about that. Looks like this is the next weak link in the chain. It's going to break. Um, first horizon actually lost its backing. So I think they were being, uh, you know, they're being kind of held up by TD, which TD Bank, is that the same as like TD Waterhouse? Yes. Yeah. So TD is pretty big. Uh, let's see, TD, they're Thinkorswim, right? They're brokerage, Thinkorswim. Right. That's TD. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that's a pretty big. So I guess TD said, screw it, I'm out. You know, who knows who's telling what TD to do? Or maybe TD just looked at, uh, you know, that's Toronto Dominion. You're, you're having one zombie trying to buy another zombie. And, they, and, the, and the fatter zombie is realizing there's not much meat left on the bones of the other zombie. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, a, it's so bad that the cannibals can't even be cannibals. Um, or, you know, they just, instead of buying them out now, they'll go ahead and let them get crushed and buy them out cheaper. You know, if there's not enough meat on the bone, I mean, look, a lot of these companies are <clears throat> either undercapitalized, they're uh, debt heavy, their books are fake, basically. Um, all those bond losses that I talked about at the beginning of the show, the rules were set to where the banks did not have to list those as a loss, right? So yeah. the fact that those bonds were eroding, the older bonds printed during the lower rate cycle, those bonds were not required to be listed as a loss. So, and here's the thing, when everybody else is doing it, you got to do it if you want to be alive. So everybody's doing it. So you're forced not to list those as a loss, right? And everybody was basically forced uh, or coerced, at least into taking on that debt that ended up being toxic later. So because of this, now the cracks are starting to show. And if you're not an SIB, if you're not a systematically, uh, what, what's the term? SIB? Uh, is a system not important? I, God, I can't think right now. Strategically important banks. That's it. Strategically important bank. If you're not one of those banks like Chase or, you know, whatever that list is, I think B of A, um, you know, if you're not one of those major banks, then you're not going to get backed. Like no one's going to burr printer to save you. So now we're we're seeing this happen. First Horizon is the next one. Thirty percent, thirty-seven percent. The exact term is the SIFI, S I F I, systemically important financial institution is the correct term. Okay, yeah, I think S I B actually uh, applies to banks only. So financial institution might also um, include non-banks in that. Non-banks are hedge funds, pensions, things like that. Um, so in this case, we're only concerned about banks because. We're talking about banks, but uh, yeah, so that's first horizon um, nasty crash right there. That's to, to see this happen in such a short time. <laughs> this is scratching the surface. Um, and I don't know if V has the ability to explain to us why, um, you know, other banks aren't doing this yet, but I can tell you right now that other banks, the fact that this is not happening to them is not organic. This, this should be happening to a lot of banks all at once. But remember, right. we're looking at a controlled demolition, right? Oh, yeah. So we're looking at a controlled demolition. So they want the chips to fall while, like when and how they want them to fall. So we talked about this, banks assuming, you know, buying up other banks. Um, so we'll move on. We'll talk more about commodities. Um, and okay, so the, again, this is what the, uh, you know, V, you've been talking about this for like at least a year or two. You know, all of the, um, <laughs> all of the uh, ESG stuff yeah. is just, look, here's the thing about like these, these Davos types, you know, they had a, a bit of control for a while. And so they started to huff their own gas tanks. They started to get high on their own supply and believe that they could control everything. And so they're going to make this rule where everybody thinks we're saving the earth, but what in reality we're doing is we're actually we're just saving. killing people. Yeah, exactly. We're just killing people. We're going to starve them out. Let's look ESG, all that 
okay, first of all, environmental social governments, the environmental aspect of it, what they want to do is they want to take away farms. They want to feed you bugs. They want to take away your gas vehicles, your internal combustion. They don't want to, there's internal combustion right now. That's more efficient than electric vehicles. 100%. They just don't want to let that, uh, they don't want to let that tech out because they want to keep people in the electric cars so they can force them to either not afford a car. Or if you do have a car, you can't go past a certain area. They can just turn off the power. Correct. You know, so the gas vehicles have a lot of freedom and they don't want you having that, right. um, you know, uh, cutting food supply, cutting farming uh, over in uh, Europe right now. The uh, EU is actually backing this, you know, shutting down farms because of nitrogen uh, in the Netherlands, which is, you know, that's like the second biggest food producer in the world. Um, so if I if my if memory serves on that stat. But here it is right here. Lifetime ESG failing as an investment because you can't fake the real world. You just can't do it. Um, and here, 75% of Brits think UK will not hit net zero target. Not only is this business of net zero failing, but the public doesn't even, the, now the public, 75% of Brits, which the UK is one of the most propaganda laden places on earth. And even their public sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. Right. You know, so look, commodities, oil isn't going anywhere. No. In oil fact, is the life oil is of the economy. Lifeblood of the economy. You know, there's plenty of, of fuels that, that are perfectly clean compared to like what it was 50 years ago that could be done by oil. I think as a commodity on paper, oil is not a bad way, you know, not a bad investment to look at. Again, do your own research, not investment advice, but just to show how the ESG is, again, falling apart before our eyes. Um, and now we're seeing a bit of a political pylon. And this, what I'm about to show next and, and this is going to require, I think, some expansion uh, from the gorilla because, you know, geopolitics, I mean, I get it from a market side of things. Geopolitics is not my strength. Um, but when you start to see the pylon of the sacred cows, when the sacred cows start to be sacrificed by the mainstream, then you know some kind of a big change is coming, right? Yep. So look at this. According to FBI internal document allegations, this is an allegation, right? Joe Biden engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national, Ooh, which is which is something that every single politician does in the United. Yeah, States. they all do it. They all do it. Yeah, they all do it. But the, the, okay, so I'm going to turn it over to V right now because I need you to to give everybody a picture of what it means that the Feds are now making this allegation against Joe Biden just before an election year. V, please tell oh, me I'm tell not, me what you think about this. Not only what I'm going to I'm going to show you what I think about what this is all about, right? I'm going to show you, okay, the very person, the, the very reason why all this is happening, okay? And let me just... Is it an it. ice cream shortage? It's not an ice cream shortage. He didn't eat all the ice cream? No, no, no. This is... Uh, let me just get this all lined up here. Okay, let me, uh, let me get the right imagery. Because, this, you know, sometimes images are... Are very very powerful. Okay, and I think uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna show you. I know this exactly. is gonna be good. I, I don't even that. know what it's gonna be yet, and I know it's gonna be good. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Come on, load computer. Right. Load. All right, here he goes. Okay. Yes. Let me let me zoom in on this. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Here we go. It's for this guy, the American psycho himself, <laughs> the California psycho, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, a slightly better haircut. <laughs> his his business card was bone. <laughs> you, you do a good one, dude. Do a do a Patrick Bateman. Uh, let me see. How does he say it? Um, Paul Allen has confused me for this dickhead named Marcus uh, Haberstrand. Which is understandable because we both like Oliver people's glasses. However, he's got a slightly better haircut. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's I, so I, good. I don't the words. I haven't done that one in a while. Like that's line memorization, but that's that's the gist of it. So the, the American deep state, which is which is pretty much headed up by the most miseducated, idiotic, dumb fools on God's green earth, who are just so criminally psychotic. And murderous and pathetic in every regard of the word. I I I loathe them. 
I absolutely loathe them. You know, people would say, hey, V, tell us how you really feel. Well, here it is. These morons, these idiots, these, these freaking uneducated bastards, okay, who are only good at fondling little boys, they have decided that Joe Biden is no longer worth his salt, that he's too much of a liability in their plan. So they need somebody. And again, you'll, you, you'd have to be an idiot living in a bubble in an echo chamber sniffing your own farts to think that this is a good idea. But this shows you how, how devoid the deep state is, right? There's a severe lack of talent here. They've decided that they're going to take the only person that they believe can replace Joe Biden, and that is the California psycho, Gavin Newsom. Newsom, they think, has an image that could all of a sudden uh, transcend East Coast and West Coast, North and South. Newsom, this is why Newsom was at, at the White House doing a whole entire photo op and tour. Why? Because he's prepping the grounds. He's the chosen one. Okay? It's going to be Newsom. It's going to be Michelle Obama. That's what it's going to be. That's the ticket. Now, here's the other thing. Okay? You have Newsom all of a sudden on his speaking tours talking about, oh, California is a great place of freedom. It's like I literally want to like fall out of my chair, right? And so this is what they're doing. It's it's like the, the deep state is so stupid. They think that this plastic idiot, this plastic psychopath, this sociopath, this nut job, this California psycho is someone that has a, a marketable appeal all throughout America. And maybe if you're a far leftist white liberal woman, living in the suburbs, or you're a purple or pink-haired beaver bumper, as uh, Gus would call you, then you'd probably vote for the psychopath. But he's a psychopath. That's who they want. Because he's criminal enough to do anything for power. If there's a, if there's a picture of a poster boy, it's Gavin Newsom. A poster boy of absolute deep state insanity. It's Gavin Newsom. Go ahead, Gavin. Yeah, didn't he? Uh, didn't he end up in the hospital? Yeah, like, like uh, two years ago, I think he had like uh, a Gillian Beret or shingles or some some shit, something some sort of side effect with the jab. Yeah, that's well. I mean the the uh, what do you call it? The assumption was that he had had the jab, and then he like disappeared to Mexico for you know went to some top rate. <laughs> tens yeah. of thousands of dollars like vacation and i mean these people don't make much more than uh you know like a business executive it's, it's amazing how these uh politicians end up where uh i think for example obama before he became president was worth maybe a million dollars maybe less um and then within a year or two of leaving the presidency and making four hundred thousand dollars a year for eight years he's now worth over a hundred million dollars Yep. Um, you know, so our look, the system is so, so corrupt that it's the only way this is going to end is if it collapse on itself. Yeah. And so basically, if you <laughs> I don't think we can count on cleaning it out. I don't think we can count on some public figure to clean the swamp. You know, no. uh, I, I think Trump did hold back some of the madness for, you know, four years. I think he slowed things down. I think he slowed down what happened over in, uh, you know, in the Ukraine. And um, but in the end, I think the only thing we can really count on is everything just basically falling apart because of guys like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because and, and you got to understand guys like Newsom and Biden and Pelosi and Schumer. That's the norm. That's the default set mentality of washington dc that's a, this is a, you want to talk about america's best leadership you're looking at it that's how oh, yeah, sad that, of a country we are that's what uh, george carlin says yeah he goes the problem is the people these politicians it's the best we got yep <laughs> it's the best we can put forward and that's the scary part folks that's the scary part this is what i'm saying it's like it's like you know how, how do you overcome this you know I don't think you do. I think it's just it's got it's got to fall. It's got to it's got to collapse. And um, yeah, because the the parasite is very clear what parasite is. The host needs to die, and the host is the current system, and it's needed to go for a while, and so eventually it'll go. Yep. 
you know, and, and whatever, you know, I mean, fortunately, I, I think that our entire humanity is a little different than a human body as far as the system is concerned, because when the human body dies from a parasite, it doesn't come back. But I think in this case, it's more we're like we're like a reptile and don't read into this in some reptilian BS. I'm saying we're like some kind of animal that can regenerate. And I think that like whatever limb needs to die and be amputated, that parasite will kill that limb that part of the body will be cut off and then we will regrow into something better. I think it's more of a um, pruning than a culling. Yeah. That's, that's how I think that we need to look at this whole thing. And, you know, do you want to be around for the pruning? Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to stay here in this country, then just make sure that you're in one of the branches that doesn't get pruned. Um, you know, and there are a lot of us who either don't want to leave this country or can't leave this country you know, there are other options while all of this goes on. There are other countries that may have it worse than us through this process. It's really impossible to know how it's going to go. But, uh, you know, I know, V, you've, you've got a few nice places to look at. And I think we could take the last few minutes of the show yeah. to um, show what a terrible, you know, um, place Dubai is like oh, this. Absolutely horrible. You know, you can't wear, you know, the, the, if you wear, if you show your ankle, you get hit. With God. the ruler, oh and uh, you know, you can't so be allowed to go outside and all this stuff. Like, I think wow. you should show us videos of that for now. Just I mean, to... it's so underdeveloped over there. It, it, you know, it's um, the the level of mud huts I've seen there is is incredible. I, you know, I I, I can't fathom it. I mean, there's there's so much like there's not much freedom there. You know, and no freedom uh, at all. No none you know like look look at these 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 women over here they're they're clearly wearing burkas i mean look oh yeah them. The, the this is like clearly look at this it's so run down you see the homeless in the street look at these are all homeless people look at the homeless out. people yeah look at all the the needle look, the, the homeless people taking pictures of their families look at this it's just terrible man there's actually it's a couple burkas right there that's okay oh my gosh yeah these poor people's cars look at this. just yeah. terrible Look at that. They're they're buying uh drugs. That's an open air drug. That market. must be drugs. That Gotta must be. be drugs, you know. And look at that. That's the tallest mud hut in the world. <laughs> yeah. And look at these guys. These are clearly migrant workers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look, more burkas. Yeah. More burkas. Oh yeah. Don't show yeah. those ankles. Don't show those ankles. Look, there's a homosexual lying on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely filthy. Look at that. Look at these these dilapidated old cars. What is that? A Ferrari? What a piece of junk that is! What a that's piece a, of trash! That's a Ferrari uh, SF ninety. That's a, a six hundred thousand dollar garbage, man. There's no freedom over there. There's no freedom. Look at Rolls Royce Cullinan. That's garbage. Little Bentley trash. Continental GT over there. Absolute garbage. Look at these garbage cars. What is this? That's a Suzuki. No, that's oh, more like it. that's what I'm talking. A Bentley Bentayga SUV. Look at back that Ferrari SF ninety. What a cheap car that is. Yeah. Only a third world country would have cars like this. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> a Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. That's a you know one, almost a million dollars. A piece of junk and a Lamborghini Urus. There's a Bentley Continental GT, another you know two hundred thousand dollar car. And what do we got here? We got a Porsche 911. Uh, it's a 911. It's uh, probably C4S. Can't tell. You know, what we should look at. Uh, take a look. Look at, at... the streets. Terrible. Look at this Maybach. Oh. Who's this Maybach? Yeah. Nasty terrible. car. Nasty. What is this? What is this mud hut they're walking into? Waterfront restaurants? Oh, horrible. Yeah, man, there's not terrible. much diversity here, man. There was really no, not, not at all. <laughs> there's too too many white people here. There's too many. Yeah, white that's got to be it. You know, oh, well, the world's tallest mud hut. But you don't want that. There's no. There's no. You know, the worst part about Dubai. There's no income tax and there's no property tax. It's terrible. Oh yeah, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I want to pay I, I, for govern me harder, daddy. I want it. Give it to me. Govern me harder, <laughs> daddy. I want, I want 90% income tax cowboy. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want the highest, like, I don't even want to own property. I just want to rent for the rest of my life. It's I want to rent a, a, in a little tiny uh, area and I want to have my VR goggles on oh, and yeah. every single encounter I have, I want to be virtual virtual. Because it's better. V virtual is better. Look, another girl wearing a burqa standing in front of this heart-shaped thing. What is this kid doing? She's she's clearly on drugs, probably on fentanyl. You know. Yeah. That's that's what's going on. You, you, you folks, you don't want to go to Dubai. Trust me. No way. 
United Arab right. Emirates is one of the worst places in the world to live. You don't want to go there. Look at these people. They're all miserable. They're all – I mean, what do they do out there? I don't know. There's they, no place you know. to shop. There's no place to eat. Like, no. What is this? They're not, they're, they're not as developed as we are here in the United States, bro. No way. Yeah. I mean, look, I, how, I, look at these people. They're like, they're like cave people. They, they're they're so unsophisticated. <laughs> this city cannot hold a candle against San Francisco. No. <laughs> Sorry. I don't see okay. any turds on the street. This place sucks. Yeah. It does. No, it try uh, look at um look at Zug, Switzerland. See if we can pull something up on that. Oh yes, yes, Zug. Yes. Great. The the tax rate there is super low. We don't want to be there. No, 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 no. You don't want to be there. You know, you don't want to be there. You know, um, you know, that's that's another thing. It's a not, but I don't want to leave America because my guns. Guess what? Switzerland's well, one of the most armed countries per person on the planet. Well, no, it's you know, I, but you know, the thing is, cowboy, it's it's you know, I'm I'm not into a place like this because you know why? It doesn't compare to the cultural experience that you would have in Chicago. Of course not. Okay. Chicago has a way better cultural experience than Zug Switzerland. I mean, look at this. Look at this country. It's a dump. It looks terrible, doesn't it? Look at this. It's so underdeveloped. This is the aerial shots. Look at this. I mean, what do they yeah, got there? So... Do they have fentanyl exchanges over there? <laughs> fentanyl exchanges. I mean, where am I going to see? I don't like this place. Where's the defic? Where's the human feces? I want to see de- people defecating on the streets. I don't see that here. Yeah, where's the needles? I don't see like I don't. I want to step on a needle. I want to get the hiv on accident. You know, it's it's. Oh, look at this. It's, it's, it's completely empty because the people are there. I don't know. I See, there's not enough homeless people here, man. I'm, I'm not comfortable not, with this. Yeah. I need more homeless people. I need more homeless people. I need higher taxes. Honestly, I need, need trash. Not enough trash in the streets. There's not enough trash. And you know what? It's, it, it's, I cannot live in a place where cryptocurrencies are legal. I, I cannot live in a place like that. It's dangerous. Cryptocurrencies are dangerous. It's used to only fund terrorists. And, and if you use crypto... You're a terrorist, and if you use gold, you're you're you're, you're probably a China lover, or 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 you love Russia if you use gold, and you hate America. Yeah. That's what yep. it is. You hate America if you use gold. Look at this, just terrible country. Look at this. Uh, who wants all this beautiful history? Who wants all these like you know kind of really cool old buildings where you know, and, and these areas where you can walk around with beautiful streets and all that kind of stuff? Who wants that? You know, Biden sucks off. He made an amazing point. I'm not leaving the U.S. We have the best mental disorders. That is true. Why Why give up the best aspect of being an American? Dealing with the most overpopulated, okay, overpopulated, uh, overmedicated, excuse me, a population on God's green earth. I like the mental disorders that we have here, Cowboy. I think it's culturally endearing. What, what about you? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's culturally enriching. I think that the more mental disorders we have, then we can take advantage of our neurodiversity. You yes. see. Why be neuronormative? Right? Yeah. Why be Why neuronormative? Why be neuronormative? You know? Neurotypical. Why be neurotypical? Yes, like, yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly right, man. No, we need exactly we need right. more neurodivergence. And and even those who started out neurotypical, we need to give them medication to go ahead and push that divergence. That's what we need more of that. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe you're a nature level. Maybe you want to get out to nature and you want to like, you know, enjoy, uh, um, um, you know, the, the the nature over here and whatnot. And maybe maybe you want to go to a place like this. This is a place. You know, today the president of of, of El Salvador, Gus just texted me. The president of El Salvador he just signed into law the Technology Innovation and Manufacturing Incentives Act, which eliminates all taxes, income, and property. It eliminates capital gains and import tariffs on technology innovations, software development, app development, AI computer and communications, and hardware manufacturing. What a terrible country. How dare Yeah, who wants to be involved in that? Give me the old El Salvador where I can comfortably eat a pupusa while listening to gunshots by the MS-13. I like that. Yeah, that, that was much better. This is like peaceful and beautiful this and prosperous. Hell. And who wants any of that? This is hell. Why are they giving me this hell? What is it, Bitcoin Beach? <laughs> Might as well call it money laundering criminal terrorist beach. That's yeah, because that's the only thing Bitcoin's good for. It's all money laundering. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ronan, right. It's right. They're too poor to even have litter in the streets. At least we're rich enough to have litter. 
That's right. <laughs> Biden sucks stuff says, eat a what? <laughs> it's, called, it's called a papusa. It's like a, 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 a papusa is delicious. It's like almost like a, a quesadilla almost, but like an open Yeah, it's like, uh, it, it's like but bread it, and cheese, it's but it's, it's got stuff. a... It's good stuff, Like the, the, the consistency of it is, the texture of it is just amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. You don't want to live there. Who wants no. that? No, 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 no. Or Tower Mina. I know the show's oh. over now, but Tower Mina is a really nice place to to live if you hate life, oh, if you or, don't want beauty. Yeah. You know? Or or, or let's just say, you know, you want to get out to an uh, 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 Eastern European country that has its shit together. Yeah. Right? No. Maybe, maybe you want to go there. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a place like Budapest, Hungary, right? Oh, Budapest. Look at these people. They're playing gangster rap while you're trying to eat. Look at these. Gangster rap on your violin. Look at all these. Women are not attractive. They're not. It's like dimes walking around over there, dude. Look at this. What the hell? What are they putting in the water Where are the overweight, blue-haired beaver bumpers? That's what I want to see. Where are the fat people? I want to see the blue hairs. Where are the blue hairs? What is this? A they train, a trolley. Yeah, it's how primitive. trash. How pr- yeah, primitive. Just primitive. just some of the most uh, beautiful women in the world are in Turkey. Oh god, yeah, that's another place you don't want to go to. Istanbul, oh terrible. Oh no, no. terrible. Okay. Istanbul is terrible. You don't want to go there. See, I much prefer Chicago, San Francisco. There's nothing like smelling an opening, an open air homeless encampment in Los Angeles than. It's than this. Look at the clean streets. Look at this woman dressed nice walking down. The like I, I don't like this cowboy. I really don't. Yeah, like I, I'm not into this. I'm not into this. I need my feces, my needles, and my blue hairs. I need it. Look at this. More, more of these women. Huh. They're trying dude, to hold show you. What's what's going on with Hungary, man? It's oh, like dude. nonstop. They're <laughs> 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 they putting in the water. Victor hey, Orban. They, it's clean. It's clean food and it's clean food, clean air, and clean water. This guy playing drums on like you know glass. He can't even See, afford real instruments. He just has like glasses New York of water. And LA with the drumming guys with the paint cans. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Biden, Biden says, "How can we live without gang violence?" Exactly. Thank you. There's something about driving your car with the fear of being carjacked that keeps you invigorated. It keeps you young. Definitely. Look at this. And if you're a family, you don't want to bring your kids to a place like this. Oh, who wants it, to live? Forget free shoes. Yeah. They, they might, they might, uh, you know, they might wind up marrying one of these attractive people. Why? Why would you want your son to marry an attractive woman with morals and values when there's plenty of blue-haired, you know, uh, purple-haired, overweight, disgusting, slovenly drug addicts and far leftist women here in the United States? Not to mention, uh, not to mention, over-medicated. Over-medicated, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what you a want terrible that terrible city. Look at this cowboy. I'm disgusted. Yeah, oh my gosh. Pictures. Yeah, look, look at this. Who wants to be here? Look at them. And look at this guy. What is he cooking? That better have fentanyl on there. Yeah. They better have uh Yeah, where's the bugs? gay wedding cakes? Thank you, Doc 808. Where's the I don't see any gay wedding cakes. Where's the gay wedding cakes at? That's what I want. Uh, there better be bugs mixed in those pastries. Look at all these thin people hanging out, enjoying a picnic on a beautiful day, and they're not on their smartphones. How uncultured. Yeah, very uncultured. Look at all these. Uh, oh my people. lord! Oh my god! There's not enough fat people here. I can't go here. Yeah, I need. I need more. I need morbidly obese. I want more. But I want six hundred pound life in my face. Look at the people having a good time. They're dancing. What a terrible place! No, no, no. America's the best, folks. You want you want to live in America? America's the best. Stay here. Look at this. Oh, what a terrible place to raise a family. The ugly fountain. Terrible. Oh. Who wants a fountain? My God, look at that. It's a 63 Mustang. Huh. That's a 68. Oh, it's so primitive. So primitive. Yeah. What's he doing? Nah, you can tell the 68 by the inset lights and back end. Oh. I don't think they, I think 64 and a half was their first year. I think you're right. Look at this. Just terrible. The fashion street. What, Stuff what, written in English. At? They're written in English, though. That means that they're on their way to... And those two ladies on the left? Okay. Look, that, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> maybe. 
Hey, where's the McDonald's? Exactly. Yeah. Where's the McDonald's? I where's my Subway sandwiches? I want the fake bread. I want the fake bread. I want the yoga mat based bread. I want the I want the blue hair. I want the cellulite. I want cultural enrichment. I don't see a lot of cultural enrichment around here. No, I don't like this, man. I don't like yeah. this. Yeah. Not nope. for me. Not for me. Not for me. Anyway, folks, that's the end of the show. Hopefully, we've enlightened you to stay here in the United States to be a part of the banking system. I advise all of you to find a find a regional bank. Support your regional banks, folks. Put all your money in a local regional bank. <laughs> <laughs> Not financial there's, advice. There's a great, there's a great regional bank called for First Horizon right now. They really need your money. God help us, man. God help us. Anyway, folks, we're at the end of the show. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, uh, two p.m. today. Martin Seif will be on. Martin Seif, two p.m. So keep it locked and loaded right here on Rogue. With that being said, we're over and out. I'm gonna take it away, cowboy. Cheers. <laughs>